So from this point on in Jesus' life, he began to teach his disciples clearly and specifically that he was going to die, he was going to suffer, that he, w- he wasn't going to be the type of king that they had hoped for on the earth. So he taught that after he died, he would rise from the dead in three days, that was in Luke nine twenty-two, and that later on he would return in glory and that he would reign as king of the universe. In fact, he told his disciples three times that he would soon die and I'm going to look in Mark since we're, we're already there. We, we read once here already, but in verse uh, Mark 8, 31, but let's also look at chapter 9, verse 31. I'm, I'm going to read each of these. They're, they're, they, they say how he's going to die. So 9, 31, it says, For he taught his disciples, and he said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered unto the hands of men, that they shall kill him, And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. Then in chapter 10, verses 33 and 34, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him, and they shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. So I'd like to now look at what Jesus said from the perspective of some different writers. It's slightly different, and uh, turn back to Matthew chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. Matthew 10, 38 and 39. This is talking about, uh, talking about us now, how... We'll look at uh, two different chapter, two different books where it's recorded a little bit differently. But I'll read these right now. And and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. So, uh, as Jesus' disciples. We also are to take up our cross, and we're supposed to follow Jesus. Does that mean that we're going to die on the cross? Probably not literally on a cross that we see behind me, but it may mean death by some means, depending on what country you live in. When you publicly identify with Jesus, taking up up the cross may mean that you will at least suffer opposition or some other type of suffering. It'll probably mean that you won't be able to go or to do things that others may do. And it most definitely, you will need to sacrifice your desires for those of Jesus. And self wants to keep sliding down here, so I'm going to do it one more time here and nail this up here. And as you can see, it doesn't seem that self wants to stay up on the cross here very good.
Verse 38 is clear that if we cling to the things of this life and love life's rewards, things like leisure, power, popularity, financial security, we then will forfeit life with Jesus in the world to come. We might have it nice here, but we'll forfeit things in the life to come. To follow Jesus does mean you'll have to carry a cross. What the cross entails is going to vary from person to person. But I'd like for you now to turn to Luke 9, verse 23. Luke 9, verse 23 to 26. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come in his own glory, and in his Father's, and of the holy angels. Luke brings out another aspect of the cross that I'd like to look at, and that is of taking up the cross daily. If you notice that in verse uh, 26, I believe it is. or 23. I think we all recognize that sin is ever-present in the world that we live in. You know, we we might conquer one, two, three, or, you know, more battles in life, or specific battles in life, but Satan, he doesn't give up. He'll, He'll continue to come at us with temptations from every angle, when we die to self once in an area, that doesn't mean that it, will, that it won't pop up again, that, that we'll have to die to it again maybe tomorrow, next week, or the next month, maybe next year. That's why Jesus said in Luke that we must take up the cross daily. We need, we need to die daily. It's only through the cross that the victory is won. Self or the things that I want to do or be are a lot like this red slime or whatever you want to call it. I can nail it to the cross and think that it's there and that I've taken care of the the problem when lo and behold, it starts oozing down off the cross and eventually will come off the cross there. You know, I'm, I'm tempted and I give in to whatever it is that I want to do, you know, I'm tempted with something I want to do over what Jesus wants me to do. I'm tempted to say something. I'm tempted to be something. And self starts sliding off that cross. We could talk a lot, Romans chapter 6 and chapter 7 talks a lot about that, how Paul had that, kind of had that same struggle. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 is another verse that you might want to look at later on. I'm not going to go to those today. But as we talked about, physical, physical death is final. 
And I had to think, you know, why can't self be like that? Why can't self, you know, once we kill it once, why can't it just be done? Self and our desires, you know, go against God's nature and his plans for our lives. And so that's why it's so important that we die to self, because it goes against God's nature and what he wants within us. God doesn't, he doesn't leave us helpless and without hope. He, he equips us to fight the battles that, that we are going to fight through the Lord. Ephesians 6 brings out how we can do the, that battle through Jesus Christ. And it's only by Jesus' power that we can win over the victories over Satan. It's only through his power that we can win over the temptations, over our selfish desires. And how to fight, that, that's kind of a subject in itself of how, we, how to fight those, those battles exactly. To die to something means we stop or we cease from doing it. As we die to self and its selfish ways, it, it does become easier as we die to self. But the enemy is always lurking around the, you know, the corner, so to speak, as a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And uh, the cross, it's a safe place. It's there that we can take our desires. It's at the, to the cross we can take our sins. And Jesus, he, he will cleanse us. He'll cleanse us from un, unrighteousness with his blood that he, sh, that he shed on the cross. It's only through his cleansing blood that we can be called the sons of the living God. So we must take up the cross and we need to die to self daily. We need to die to our desires as we live as the sons of God. And as we've read, each one of us is called to do that. It's not an option. We are called to die to self. Turn to... Uh, with me to 1 John 1, 1 John 1, and we'll read uh, verses 6 through 10. These verses, they talk about the blood and its cleansing power and how we must confess our sins to be cleansed. So I'm going to begin in verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. It's by dying to self and relying on what Jesus did on the cross and his blood that we can have fellowship and we can walk in the light mentioned in verse 7. So what does it mean practically to bear your cross? I guess I'm going to... Read one more verse, we could almost say it by heart here, but Romans 15, 1, 
says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. If we're going to please someone else and not ourselves, it means that we must give up what we want to do and be considerate and sensitive as to what someone else wants to do. It's not always easy and it involves dying to ourselves to help please the other person. It might mean that we need to restrain or hold back from doing certain physical aspects of life. Luke 12, 22 talks about that. It in Luke 12, 22, it mentions that things that we wear, things that we eat. In Luke 21, 34, it talks about surfeiting and cares of this life, which is careless living, foolish pursuits of pleasure. Those are things that we have to be careful not to be over-consumed with in life. And it's, you know, it's tough to lay down those things for the sake of the cross. Another word I haven't used is self-control or temperance. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 and 27 talks about how the athletes have to be masters in self-control over their bodies and to keep their bodies in subjection by restraining their appetites. They can't just, an athlete just can't eat something uncontrollably or certain foods. He needs to die to, to self, so to speak. Gluttony is something that we all can identify with as we daily bring our bodies in subjection and to the cross. There could be more mentioned, but money is another practical area that we most likely at some point in our lives, have to put under the shadow of the cross. And turn with me to Mark 10, verse 21 and 22. I'll give a little bit of background to this. I think most of you are familiar with what was going on here. Mark 10, verse 21 and 22. The rich young ruler, he had come to Jesus and he asked, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? And then Jesus told, and told him some things there. But I'm going to pick up in verse 21 and read that. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and he went away grieved, for he had great possessions. For this man, possessions was a heavy cross. It was a very heavy cross, and he couldn't take up, he couldn't nail that to the cross. He couldn't do it. He had practiced self-denial in a lot of different areas. He had obeyed the commandments. He had kept himself pure physically. He had never killed anyone. He didn't steal. He didn't lie. He wasn't dishonest in his dealings. And he respected his parents. Yet, money and riches and wealth had a hold on him or self that he couldn't give up for Jesus. And many of us, I think, are, have had to or, or will have to deal with this, this, the same issue also. And Jesus told him, to take up the cross 
and follow me. And there can be some confusion in our minds as to what it means to bear the cross because we also use phrases in scripture such as crucified with Christ, dying with Christ, glorying in the cross, or we use the concept of coming to the foot of the cross and leaving our burdens there. We talk of the shadow of the cross. Indeed, you know, Jesus did physically die on the cross, and he shed his physical blood, his cleansing blood for our sins. And when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we must lay our sins and our burdens at the foot of the cross by confessing our sins to Jesus. And we must crucify self and our desires on the cross. And we need to do that daily. As followers of Jesus, we need to do that. And yes, uh, by bearing our cross, we can glory in the cross of Jesus by bearing that cross. And I'd like to close with the words of Paul from Galatians 6, verse 14, where he said, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. And I just hope that we can say the same thing as Paul said, and do likewise.